Blog Talk Radio.
Electric. And I know. You know that's just five tips. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, see, I already know that you understand that, but I'm a regular on that show, and people are not used to hearing me talk that way. So when I say when I say something like that, it's like, oh shit, did he really say that? And it was like, okay, I got muted, and then he's got all these sound effects, so he's like shooting me with a gun over and over, <laughs> you know, all this comedic shit. Wow. And, I me, need to get some of that shit in my soundboard. <laughs> yeah. but, but it was like they they missed what I was getting at. And being that I was born in 1960s, so I can see how black people were in the 60s, the 70s, mm-hmm. the 80s, the 90s. And this perpetual disenfranchisement that black people have gone on, since they've been in this country, has taken a huge toll. I had to realize that in that moment, in that heated moment. Mm. I, was, I was like, man, this shit has taken such a toll. It's like, I just, you know, that's why certain individuals just have to do their own thing. You're almost forced yep. to go. Yep, you're almost solitary. forced to go inward, just like when you had brought up mm-hmm. that Jeremy Meeks thing. I didn't even hear about that till last night. And then I'm looking at this, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, my head just fell, because I couldn't believe that the magnitude of the stupidity was just so overwhelming. Here we're talking about a guy that is a felon, getting charged with another felony, he's married, he has a child, and the police of all people have a Facebook page, so they're the ones that put the shit up there was the police department. Yep. Strike number one. You know, and now all of a sudden he's getting all of this publicity that he would have never gotten and he's almost like some kind of warped celebrity in a sense. Right. And it's like, when do we get to the point of where we fall for shit like that? Shit is that crazy and that backwards. And just like you were saying, the women who were writing these comments and making these remarks, either they're having an out-of-body experience or they're just completely out of their minds. (laughs) Both. (laughs) Or both. Fucking both. Or both, exactly. And it's like I had to fall back and I was like, okay, this is where we are now. That's the reality of it. This is where we are. And like I was saying on the other show, it's like how is it that we talk about the same things over and over ad nauseum? We have completely psychoanalyzed it. We know what the problem is. We know what the solution is. But we keep talking about it. Why did that happen? Like we're, like we're on some kind of merry-go-round that we just can't get right. off of. Can't get off the fucking thing. And it's like the ones and the ones who actually jump off of it, you know, they're the crazy ones. Yes. Because they Something's just they finally them. realize, yeah, they realize, man, I can't do this. This goes against the very fabric of my own being. It doesn't. It's not even right. Right. So that was that was the little epiphany that I had that afternoon, or should I say that evening? And it was just like, wow, it was, it was good to go hear some music and detox off of that. 
I can say that much. Mm. But uh, the, the, at the end of the day, the realization is, is that we're just we're just a horrible lot right now. Not all of us, no. Not all of us. But but as a group, you know, and you give so many examples of this of just totally backwards, uh, barbaric, archaic type of thinking. Yes. To where there's no wonder we're in the shit we're in. You know, Galactic, that's got me thinking about that experience I had yesterday, right? I'm walking with a friend, all right? We're not holding right, him. Right, I'm listening to that. I'm not I fucking listen. him while we walk. You know what I'm saying? I ain't fucking him. I'm not kissing him. We're just walking. You know what I mean? There's right. nothing lewd or lascivious going on. His hand ain't on my ass. I'm not feeling his dick. Ain't nothing crazy going on. Just two people walking beside each other. Like if me and you was walking down the street. But because he was not visibly black, there was a problem. And it became about... I must be fucking him, and what he got, I ain't got, and you like you don't like black men anyway. That's your problem, and you know, all of this kind of crazy ass shit that we do to each other, and no, that we do to ourselves, and inflict upon other people, you know. Um, right. And and I I was talking about it with one of my friends, and I was saying to her, I know that white men don't like to see their women with black men. I know they don't like it. I know it for a fact. I've heard it actually come out of somebody's mouth, and they looked and was like, shit, I forgot you were sitting there. But I've never seen the kind of shit that I see, even if you're walking with a brown-skinned man. I've never seen the kind of shit that I see when it comes to our men. And now what I had to do was take myself out of being the object and look at it as a subject, okay? I was not going to be the object anymore, where now I am this fought-over piece of property, in a war that ain't even going on except in one man's mind, okay? Now, when I looked at it outside of that paradigm, what I was able to see is black people on the whole, if we believe and subscribe to the slave narratives and all the shit that they done told us is true, the last frontier, the last of the Mohicans for us is this black love thing. This is the very last standoff in our minds. They done already fucked up the children food, the communities, our ability to earn income after going to their fucking schools and paying all that money and student loans and all this shit, the last frontier is our women too or our men too. So we see this sort of craziness because of the program subscription, because everybody believes what the white man had told us about our history, that he taught, brought us over here slaves and whipped us and beat us and buck breaking and all that whole shit. These motherfuckers really believe that shit, and because they do, It'll always be about we need a solution, we need a solution, we need a solution. They're not really looking for solutions. And, and I don't like it anyway because it's group thing, galactic. But they're not right. really looking for solutions. They literally just need a place to get that shit out of their system, but they don't do it right. They don't do projected self-work. This is why I insist on talking about it. This is a concept that I came up with organically of my own brain, by the way, projected self-work where you look at it as the subject instead of you as the object. And a lot of people don't do that, or they're doing it, but they don't know that they're doing it, so it's not taking them higher. They're just going forward in the same muck and mire and bullshit. They're moving forward. They're moving. It's just not getting them nowhere. They're going nowhere. They're getting there fast because they don't know how to become that spiral of life and lift themselves up out of this cyclical bullshit. Now, the rest of us, like you said, who done jumped off the merry-go-round, the circle, the cycle, whatever, those of us who done jumped off of that bitch and sprung up into the air and took flight, we look crazy. 
Can you imagine being a chicken and you watching an eagle soar? Can you imagine that? Look at it from the other perspective, Galactic. We got a bunch of chickens walking around. Even the pigeons can fly, yo. And the pigeons are some of the most nasty hated birds on the planet. Look at that, though. When you forget how to use your wings for something more than two pieces of biscuit, you know what I'm saying? Look at what that ends up doing to your life overall. And that's what a lot of us, that's what's happened to a lot of us. Everybody's wings is two pieces of biscuit, and that's it. That's as far as it goes. That's it. So they can't fly. They don't know how. They're stuck. They're trying, but they're not really trying. It's more so about energy and vampirism. That's why I talked about it. Because all of that shit is a cesspool of vampirism, Galactic, where people are just pontificating on the same shit. We come up with solutions, and nobody's employing them. That's why I started talking about the Muslim Bushido. All these black bitches are reading this shit, and nobody's changed their life. It's now just another Bible scripture for them to fucking pontificate and spread around. And I told them, I said, don't put her fucking links on my page no more. I'm tired of the Bushido bullshit. Stop putting that shit on my page. I actually read it. Actually, I wrote it before I read it. I wrote it. And she wrote that. Now, don't tell me about what to do to change my life. I've already done those things. I've already created alternative streams of income. I've already done this shit to get myself. I got myself out of Blackistan, away from my Blackistani family, and some more shit. You go get your life. Don't post that shit to my page. Because people are not really reading and absorbing it. They're not taking it and applying the solutions. They're not really invested in themselves to make changes in their lives. I said it on my Keep Your Curse show. There is not a cost too great for my work or my healing. I don't care what the cost is. The money is not an issue. It ain't even real. So if it isn't real, I can make it manifest and put it in my reality. People aren't really here for that, though, Galactic. That's why it ends up being like this. This is why we have these examples and these experiences, and they all interlock because it's the result of what I and you know as group think. We all got to think alike in order to be comfortable. We all got to speak the same language and wear the same clothes and look at life the same fucking way. We can't ever have no disagreements, you know? That's what I, Queen said this earlier. Oh, Queen, I see you now. I didn't even look. Queen, I'm open your mic right this second. When Queen said, I don't agree with everything you say, shit, I don't agree with everything I say either. I change my mind all the time. It's called growth. A lot of people call it being a hypocrite, and that's why they're stuck, because they're afraid to say, I was wrong. Or what I thought I knew, I know something greater now, so that yesterday's shit is old news. Don't bring me no bad news. We don't know how to do that. Okay, tell it, Tell it. We're not not willing to do it. Hey, queen, we're not willing to do it. Moreover, it's not just that we don't know how. We're not willing to do it. We're so afraid of what somebody else says. I used to be that tight in the bud motherfucker, Galactic and Queen. I used to be like that. I was like, well, I can't say this because they're going to say that I'm saying it because I hate this one and that one and the other one. And that hate thing was a very strong program for me. I'm really glad when Dawn, here we go, something Dawn said when she did that work with me on that word hate. You know, that word hate. Because I was sitting here like, I don't fucking hate them. I'm just completely indifferent to them. I just prefer that they all die and they, they don't be regenerated. But, you know, what I want is never going to happen because other bitches want them too bad. So, you know, the only thing that's going to happen is I'm going to leave this salty rock and go where there's no man. <laughs> that's how I'm going to get the fuck away from it. But, you know, I was I was bent on not saying hate. And as soon as I got that freedom, I was like, yeah, I hate them. I hate all men of all races, ages, sizes, sea, and creed, all of them. From sea to shining sea, if it has a dick and calls itself a man, male boy, it is my enemy. 
That's why I said galactic to you last Friday. Don't fucking give me a male perspective. I'll cut your head off. I don't need no goddamn male perspective, and you don't need it either. Don't give me that shit. What I'm supposed to do with it? Shove it up your ass. I don't need the shit. <laughs> give me something I can feed from, goddamn it. You know what I mean? I don't need man, and man ain't in me, and I don't want to deal with man if he and you. You know what I mean? I don't want to deal with you if man and you. <laughs> I'm not fucking dealing with it. You know, we have to be able to play with the language, play with the concepts. Once you start to look at it like it's a game, you'll start winning. You really will. Yep. Yep. Because that's you exactly gotta approach what it, it like is. a game. Yep. I mean that's that's just the reality of it because actually actually it is a game and it's a game mm-hmm. to some damn body besides besides me too. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you always gotta keep your finger on the pulse of the damn manipulator because they definitely out there. You know, yes. to manipulate and you, know, you all the fucking time. I'm going to punch my friend in her face. This bitch, she just tagged me in a goddamn Jeremy Meeks iPhone case. Oh, my God. Picture. And says, ha, 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 you want it for Christmas. You know what? Wait till I get off there. Wait, see, this is, what she, this is the shit my friends do. <laughs> that I see that right now, this very minute. Anyway, talk about vampirism. This poor man, I mean, <laughs> this nigga committed a crime, and now everybody about to make money off of his ass while he's sitting in jail and see? rot. <laughs> see? That's what I was talking about. That's, that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about, Triple. Now, how long did it take to come out with the Jeremy Meeks case? 48 hours? This shit happened, like, right? <laughs> Forty-eight hours. Last Wednesday. <laughs> now they, now he, now he got merchandise on the market. It ain't making a damn bit of money on it. Now vampirism one hundred and one. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's the crazy shit. Ooh, shit. I don't know, y'all. I don't know. As far as that uh, Jerry Meeks thing is, I just look at our fascination with light skin and light eyes. That always amazes me is that's the first thing, you, you understand? And, you know, just, um, you know, just that, that itself is what fascinated me, not what he did or if he did it or if he didn't do mm-hmm. it or if he's, or if he's uh, guilty or not guilty. That, that, wasn't, that wasn't what I was really following on, this, uh, on that uh, particular thread about him. It was just the gravitational pull of black people. In particular, and somebody said that, you know, with a lot of white women who was liking how he looked, and that's a given for them, you know, because he looks closer to them, you know, so I can understand that he got the white aesthetic kind of look, you know what I mean? But it was the women that I know who were black who were giving this guy these big ups, and the only reason, and I know it's the only reason, is because he was light-skinned and had those funny-color-ass eyes. There's something about light skin. And funny color eyes that just drive black folk out of their damn minds. I don't know what it is. Well, yeah, yeah. Me either, mama. Because I got to tell you, it freaks me the fuck out. It freaks me out. I just yeah, you look like a white man. I don't even mean it like that. Hold on, y'all, real quick. I just got to share this one with you. There's something about, I ain't never like no man with light eyes. You got to have dark hair and dark me eyes either. to have anything to do with you. Now, it's something me about either. them light eyes that fucks me up. I don't like it. It creeps me the fuck out. Don't look no. at me in my eyes with them sick-ass devil motherfucking glowing-ass eyes. You look like a cat. Get the fuck away from me. I want to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm I don't know. It, it just, it's, I can't even really 
describe it. It just does something I, to me. Go ahead, Mama. I'm going to tell you something. I mean, when I was coming up, you know, Smokey Robinson was the big heartthrob. Okay. Everybody right. loved yep. Smokey Robinson. I could not understand what was so cute about him outside of his eyes and his light skin because, to me, he wasn't that fucking fine. I just didn't see nothing that fine about Smokey Robinson. Now, when you look at them black-ass temptations, now, I found them motherfuckers pretty damn Ooh, good. Ooh, girl, yes. But they got hey, everybody Smokey except Robinson. David Ruffin. Yeah, everybody except. <laughs> 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 I just put that on the fucking <laughs> 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 <laughs>
it was jail. <laughs> I know group think when I experienced it, because if you disagree with us, we are going to go to our book and use our book right. to shut you up. And if what you're saying falls outside of the realm of our book or our leader or whatever the fuck the case might be, you're not a part right. of us. And the reason that I notice it is because I used to be one. I used to be one of them group thinking ass motherfuckers. And when you get yourself out of it, you have to be able to continuously recognize it because your mind has already been programmed to like the frequency. We think of it as a form of community. It feeds that community need that we have as human flesh suit wearing ass motherfuckers on the planet. So when you see this shit, once it starts to vex you, get out. Back away and don't return. Because if you return, they'll get your ass. The Langoliers got you. Because you're not supposed to be. Some of us need to group think. Some of us would fall the fuck apart if we didn't have a community. And sometimes the cheese stands alone. And I'm going to tell you, that was my favorite nursery rhyme as a child, okay? The cheese stands alone. The cheese stands alone. Hi ho, the fucking Dario. The cheese stands right. alone. Cheese that was my that's favorite right. Right. damn limerick. And I, I always loved it. Also, one of these things is not like the other, and one of these things just doesn't belong, okay? Now, we have to recognize sometimes we have these shifts in ourselves, and they occur for a reason because we're just supposed to be there for a season and a time. The Bible even says this. For everything, there is a season, a time, a place. You know, go and find it for yourself. I'm not going to sit up here and try to misquote it, you know, but there's a time and a season for everything and for everyone. And when the season has come to its close, of course we miss summer when, it's, when you know, summer's over and the fucking leaves is falling and it's goddamn snowing out. We miss summertime. We can't wait for it to come back again. But it doesn't mean that we cannot or we, can't, we have to, you know, try to escape this present season because there's something for us here too. I don't right. know. If I could live in one season all year round, I think it would take some right. of the adventure and the wonder out of it for me. Now, don't get me wrong. After, like, the first week of damn snow, I'm over this shit. And then we got a whole six months. Oh, God help me. You know? Don't get me wrong. I'm over it. When it's raining for too many days, I'm over that shit, too. When it's hot for too many days, I'm over that shit, too. You know? Um, but I like having the variety. I really do like having the variety. My mother always says variety is the spice of life. It's a very great pearl that she gave to me. I'm going to share it with you. Variety really is the spice of life. And so when you yeah. have these moments, like, you know, Galactic, what you said with the people over there, I've had these moments with friends and then cut whole friends off. I had to cut my whole family off because I got tired. You be where you are. That's fine for you. That shit is not fine for me no more. So I'm going to love you over here. And you can be you okay. over there. And never the two mm-hmm. shall meet. There's a lot of power in that. And I think we should allow yeah. ourselves to have it and engage it. I really do. I do too. Well, I've definitely, I've definitely started practicing that when you were talking earlier about cutting people off. But I did want to get back to that, um, what what Queen was saying about that, like that whole light skin dynamic. Oh, you yeah. know, it's okay. it's the same, it's the same thing that has been used for God, who who knows how long, probably as long as we been here and discovered how to, you know, create fire and then, you know, sparks started flying in the brain. That's probably when it started. But it's just like what's so troubling about it to me is the level that they stoop to to actually portray the image and the subjects 
are just like not even aware of it. Not, I mean, yeah. You know what I'm saying when I say that? The, the people who are receiving it, just like when Triple was reading the comments, and it's just like you got to wonder to yourself, you know, is, is are people just that far gone? And the answer is yes. That was rhetorical. Um, but what it does is it just further enhances the, the predictability of your given society. You know, you can do something like that, and it's like, wow, they really did fall for that one? Okay, here's some other stuff we can do. And it just has a domino effect, and that's why we get the things that we get in society today. Because sometimes I have to ask myself, well, is it that they just tell us about this more or that it really didn't happen that much before? You know, I kind of struggle with that one. And I always Mm -hmm. end up somewhere in the middle because, you know, it's not like these things are just – innocuous and it just started happening. Evidently, these things right. have been going on, but they get so much attention now that this is, we're being fed it and, and like you were saying, Triple, that, that whole feeding psychology, you got to get more, you got to get more, you got to get more, and then at some point, law of diminishing returns kicks in and it wears off, and then you got to get something better at some point. Yep. But but mm-hmm. the powers that be got something better waiting. You just don't know it. The, the, the subject just doesn't know it anymore. And you were right. People have to go from the object to the subject a lot of times in order to just translate what the hell is going on, what's really going right. on. Right. Right. You know, the – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Queen. Oh, okay. You know what, though? I, you know, I've been reading the Bible lately. Well, actually listening to it, you know? And when I look at the examples, you know, of the Israelites, the Hebrews and the, the Israelites, or whoever they are, they've been changed so many from Jews, the Hebrews, the Israelites. I don't know who the fuck they are. But anyway, the, their story in this book generally reflects the psychology of people because when you read this, this particular, I think I forget what, um, I, I don't know if it's uh, – Exodus and one of them books I was I was listening to, and in the in the book even after their God led them out of Egypt and you know took them yep, over and they were still yeah is it that, yeah they were still saying we want we want uh, we want a God I mean it's just it's just this this thing about we got to have something physical in order for us to be able to relate to anything and they were like. We, you know, they was just ungrateful. They wanted to have a king, you know, even after God had told them, did all these things mm-hmm. and brought about mm-hmm. a king. They were like, oh, give us a king. We don't, we got to have a king like the other nations. And then, um, I mean, it, it was just, it's just amazing how it's always a minority of people who generally think for themselves. To me, in the Bible, Moses and Aaron kind of capitalized on the mindset of the people in the Bible. I mean, yes. this is how I'm interpreting it. The whole story is that they came up with a game, and they decided that we're going to make ourselves the spokespersons of God, and that's exactly what they did. And Aaron, because you my brother, you in on the secret, I'm going to make your seed to speak the the priesthood. You ain't going to never have to work. You ain't going to never have to take care of yourself. we go going to your clothes and go, and I'm going to say something else too. That means your life came out of Egypt with reparations. Ain't nobody ever spoke on that as far as I know. You know what I'm saying? They came out with reparations for them damn Egyptians. Just got to read the damn story. 
because they did. Mm-hmm. You know, where they get gold from to build a golden calf is because they got the shit from them damn Egyptians when they left after they killed the first boy. But see, like I say, a lot of times people don't really read the goddamn Bible. You got to read that because the story is hilarious. You know, but my mm-hmm. point is, is that I think it's part of human nature, the majority of human beings, to always follow something, some. You know, they always have, they always gravitate in a majority to one Ooh, queen. You know, you know you what I'm saying? You just got me to think it. Yeah, I do. I do. I'm with you. 100%. So go ahead and get your thoughts out. Get your thoughts out. Get your thoughts out. Get your okay, thoughts out. because as soon as you said that, it got me to thinking about that movie Avengers when Loki said you were built to be slaves. You were born to be okay. enslaved. Yeah. Talking about humans. Yeah. And I was like, that yeah. is exactly the truth and the reason that it is so easy to enslave a human is because they've turned the mother into a slave first. See, if the mother's right. a slave, she has no choice but to birth future slaves. She will right. even enculture those children to be even more slavish than she was because she will remember the resistance that she exhibited and what happened as a consequence of her resistance, and she will have fear in her heart that it will befall right. her children. She'll be too right. weak to be able to see her children withstand their own test, and so she will teach them how to play small. So they enslave yeah. the mother, okay? They teach the mother how to be a servant and how to put herself second right. and everybody else first, and then that is yeah. thrust upon the children, and it goes down and down and down. Now, right. when you talk about the Bible, I'm sitting here listening to you, and another thought that came to my mind, I had just shared this recently, mm-hmm. what happened to my church. My church, first and foremost, we had a female pastor. And I, I have to mm-hmm. remind myself of that. My experience is very different than everybody else's fucking experience when it comes to church and that Bible because we had a female order. It was praying women okay. that got that church, that got huge edifice. Everybody else, little storefront corner churches used to be looking for us. We had a huge edifice, okay? And we got it for like mm-hmm. a dollar at a, at a damn uh, auction or something. They were getting rid of a bunch of churches, and they already had their little thing in mind. They had prayed and prayed and prayed and made some shit move. And so – they, they used the Bible. They used the Psalms. They knew how to use those rituals to bring down yeah. the manifestations of what they were sending up. Yeah. And when the female, when our pastor retired, the people asked for a king, just like you said. All yeah, right, now, it is. Uh, now, now yep. this time, we're going to skip forward, all right? We're going to skip forward from Exodus to first king, queen, in this one. Now, okay. in this story, instead of Moses and Aaron, we're talking about Saul and David, okay? Yes, yes. So yes. Solomon, yes. which would have been my female pastor, passed away. Yes. My pastor didn't die. She decided to retire. She said she knew she wasn't going into the promised land. The people wanted a king. As soon as it happened, I said, oh, my God. Hell is about to happen to our house so that David can be brought in here. Okay? I knew it was coming. I was bitter about it. I was trying to find a way out because I did not want to be a part of it. I didn't want to watch it happen. I I mean, I had just finally subscribed to the whole shit and and stopped needing to be beat to go. You know what I mean? And and was deciding to do it on my own. And then here they're going to fuck it up for me as soon as I start liking the shit. What the hell is this? So I was like, no, I'm getting the fuck out. I'm getting out. I see this. I see what's about to happen. I'm leaving. Couldn't find a way out. Everywhere I went, it pissed me off more than home. So I said, fuck it. I'll just be here. And we'll just try to see if we can fix what's going to happen, you know? <laughs> no. Yeah. I had to be present to bear witness to it, okay? So they bring in the king. And it's some rat bastard we don't know with Creole roots. And so what a lot of these okay. fucking witches do is they hide their asses in the church, right? 
and they get known as mama this one and mama that one, you know, and really they're a bunch of yeah. damn demonologies. And I ain't got no problem with it. I just had a problem with it being a child who really believed in the light of fucking Jesus Christ when everybody right, else was right. something to fuck out. That's what I had a problem yeah. with. And I just had to get that out yeah. about taking a verbal shit. You know, that's my Tourette's. Now, <laughs> he comes in, he robs our church blind. Now, here comes the man who had always wanted to be bishop over our house anyway. Well, listen, I'll bail you out. You just got to make me bishop. They did it. Yeah. He brought David yeah. in there. When he brought David in, I left. I left. I stayed right. enough to see David's ass come in there after, they, after Saul was killed, okay, and Saul's sons and everybody associated with that nigga was murdered and murked and, and done away with so that yeah. David could yeah. take root in the house and take kingship over the house. David still has kingship over the house. I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't want to know. But um, I have watched this thing happen, and I, I've seen. I told this story for a reason. I recount this story for a reason. This is the reason. These are rituals. These are spells. Yeah. And this is yeah. how people get from you. They use the spells against you. See, they taught us to just read the word and believe it. They didn't teach us right. how to use that shit to move out. There it is. They told us that yep. we could. It didn't teach us how. And everybody says, God just blessed me. Nobody told you they sat with a pot and stirred some shit and did some Come on magic. now. And they didn't tell you none of that shit, what the fuck they was doing. Come on Tarrying now. Late in the midnight hour, sitting up in the hour of Jupiter, tarrying to Jesus, my ass. You were sitting up chanting so you can enlarge and you can expand. That is how we get That's this right. done. I That's know. Right. That's what we do. That's, That's what right. the mothers taught me. They taught us this. Here's what you say. Yeah. Ooh, Don talked about, here we go, something Don said. Don talked about yep. this shit like last Friday, right? Okay? And she yep. was talking about the prayer of Jabez. And when she said it, here's why I started crying. I created, before everybody started dancing in church, I started that. Yeah, it's always, it's always someone who starts the flame and then it catches around the country. And I'm taking my own credit. You don't ask for shit from nobody. You take it for yourself. <laughs> we started one when I was a child, before it was popular, all right? And everybody was looking at us, what the hell are y'all doing? Yep, yep. You mean that, that praise dance and stuff? Oh, we got okay. 90 seconds, yeah. 90 seconds before we're in overtime. Oh, my God. Five minutes. All right. oh, I know, right? Okay. Quick, ain't it? Okay. Um, we're yeah. going overtime. So um, <laughs> it was liturgical dancing. I was already a trained dancer. So what I did was I took lyrical and liturgical, and I married them together. And what we did was really spiritual, and what we did was energetic shamanism. The mothers taught it to us. We didn't even know. They had taught us how to do it. They just couldn't show us nothing about dancing. So I took my brilliant mind and married what they were telling us how to pray and send energy with our hands and how to wave our hands to the Lord and all this sort of thing, and I incorporated it into dance. And it took the nation yeah. by storm, you know. Um, and it was something that really helped to transform my life. But one of the things that we did was we took a song. It's by Donald Lawrence. It's called um, Bless Me, the Prayer of Jabez. And I meant to put it in the fucking soundboard, and I forgot to do the shit, whatever. Somebody else will talk, and I'll add it in a second. But when we danced to it, everything opened up for our church. It was eight girls, eight women, eight young women who were real prayer warriors, not just we pray shit. No, we, they fucking taught us, and we was basically beat to learn how to really pray and how to really tap in and bring shit down, you know, and I'm glad for it now. Um, Ten seconds were in overtime. I'm really glad for it now because it helped to change my life. So we go through yep. that whole experience. 
we have this whole period of abundance. They were giving us a hard time. We had nothing but holes in the roof. We had to put buckets everywhere to be able to have church. Um, somebody uh, went and found some information that it was an old building, and I said, we need to see if they can give us some money for that. Don't they have landmarks around here? What do they call them, historic yes. landmarks? Somebody went and filed yes. the paperwork. Come to find out we were a historic landmark. They paid for the whole new roof. Everything. They just took the roof off and put a whole new fucking roof up there and patched up all the water damage and took care of everything because we they opened up spirit and we asked yes. for ourselves to be blessed. We said that prayer of Jabez through our own movement and with the song. I know that it's ritual. Communion Sunday is a fucking blood ritual. That's a mother yes. right. Yes. The only blood ever been shed to give life to anybody is mama's blood. If you ever watched a woman give birth, and I've made myself watch it, that's why I know I don't want to do this shit, all right? Because I've seen you. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Not my body. Not my body. No. God damn it. The alien takes over your body. I, I, I got to be in control at all times. That's why I don't okay. do shit that I can't be in control with. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got to be in control. Well, so, I know what you mean. I the know first, exactly the what first you mean. thing. When, when her waters break, the first thing when she's getting ready to actually push that baby forth, there's a gush and a flow of blood. You're baptized yeah. in blood first, all right? Then she has a flow of, we call it squirting, but it's the Amrita. You're washed in her sacred holy elixir. And then you come forth into the world. Just before that, just after that, your face bursts forth from the vaginal canal. And then your shoulders yeah. as you're being washed yeah. with mother's blood and with her holy elixir, the fount of yeah. youth, the, the immortal elixir, yeah. okay? Yeah. And these things are our baptisms. We didn't let some motherfucking yeah. dick take us and dunk us in a chlorinated pool and call that shit baptism. I was already baptized yeah. in the most holy yeah. of ways. You know, yeah. these things are rituals, though, to this do in remembrance of me. When we talk about someone getting up on the cross to die, that cross is her laid under your damn daddy, and he pierced her inside. Tell it. We don't think Woo. of it that way. Well, no, Jesus, he pierced her inside. She laid on the cross. Yeah. She died for you. She became a new thing. Yeah. Death is just the beginning. Right. It's, it's the end of one right. thing and the beginning of another thing. So she died yeah. as herself and came back as your mama, your God, your creator, right. your source, yeah. your fount, yeah. your everything. And that is what that represents. Before they took it and digmatized the hell out of it, that is what it represented. Yeah. This is why I have a problem with the defected priesthood who, and the priestesshood as well who continue to propagate these lies against our mother. This is the single yeah. greatest fucked up thing that's ever happened to us. When we it's forgot who our God was and we started yeah. believing the yeah. myth instead of recognizing them as symbols, what these yeah. symbols represent. I was talking to a sister. She was saying, you know, back when she was in church, she, she knew how to pray, and now she don't know how to pray. I said, yes, you do. I said, you just yes, don't, you do. you don't realize that you do. I said, you know, one of the things that I, I realized very early on, I said it, it always made me um, – it always made me feel real self-conscious, but the mothers, whenever they hear me praying, they'd come bring a mic to my mouth, and I would shut the fuck up. I would. I'd put my hand over my mouth and everything, try to shut myself up, like, nope, no, 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 I don't want nobody to hear me. I don't want nobody to hear me. And they would come and do it every single time, and they would ask me to get up and pray all the time. And I always would do it, but reluctantly, which is why they kept asking me. You know, they had started out with each child, and once the children started to get a little egotistical, they'd drop your ass, which I don't mind. I, I'm with that. You know, now I'll do the ego thing, but when I was a child, I didn't. It was a very reverent thing for me. And I said to the sister, the reason that the names will always work, even Jesus, 
I say do right. this now on purpose to, to highlight a difference. When we would Tell pray, it. we would say, in the name of Jesus. It was a sound. It was not a name. It was a tone. I Jesus. It's a tone, and it represents our sacred mother. Isis is Jesus. And we'll never know Jay, all right? Jesus and Isis. Think about the way you said that name, Jesus, when you would call that name, when you would tarry, when you would pray. And I said that to her, and she said, I never thought of it like that. I said, so why can't you use the same tones? You never use right. that damn J anyway. Ain't not, I, my grandmama ain't never called on Jesus. Jesus, Zeus. She ain't never called on none of that shit. It's always been, right. oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. It always had a sound, a tone. It was never a name. You just knew what the fuck she meant because it was in the Bible and we just assumed to describe it. But grandma had a sound, a sacred sound that she used. And these things are also what we use. We just thought it meant this thing here because it's what we were a part of. Take the lesson. Leave yes. the garbage. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. That's what I had done. Queen, I'm so happy to hear you say you reading your Bible Galactic, and I was just shooting shit on that last week um, because it's a book of sorcery. Yes. That's our book of shadows. We just have to know how to yes. decode the patriarchy. When you know yes. how to decode the patriarchy, you can read and listen to anything and glean and get the pearls and leave the bullshit. I don't have to agree with everything Tell you it. fucking say. Not to get the pearls, goddammit. You got to crack a clam open to get them shits. First, you got to dig in nasty-ass sand, and God only knows what else, you know, to get to it. You have to get through the sinking sands to get to the pearl. But if you, just, if you think you're just supposed to walk the beach and they just laying there waiting for you to pick them, like nobody the fuck else could have did that same shit, <laughs> you'll never catch anything. Never. Right. Never. Yeah. You got to be able to mine. Got to be able to mine. And and another thing, that's why it always states, seek and ye shall find. It, it doesn't come to you. It's something that's in you, which is why everybody don't get it. It's because yes. there's something in the nature of some people where they seek knowledge. Yes. They seek answers. So you mm-hmm. use, you know, you use whatever, or you look at whatever mediums you're looking at, there's pearls in every damn thing you see. It's yes. how you use it. You know yes. what I'm saying? It's, it's how you see it. I know when I was reading the story of Job and I was like, ain't nobody really look, looked at that story really good because, at the end of the day, even though Job was supposedly restored with everything, God didn't say, hey, Job, you know, by the way, that was just a joke that me and the devil was doing about you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got to read. You got to read it. I mean, it's, it's... Oh, my God. I love you for saying that. <laughs> I said that in Bible study. No, it wasn't Bible study. It was damn uh, Sunday school, man. We all used to have these yeah. little lessons. They had little booklets they'd hand us, and that would be the lesson for the day. And the lesson for the day was Job and patience. Yep. And, you know, right. they asked us if we had any questions, and they always dreaded whenever I raised my hand. Now, <sighs> the fuck I know they did. <laughs> you can only imagine why, okay? And the fucked up thing about that is it gave me a complex as a child about asking questions because the teachers would do it. The people in church would do it. My mama was like that. Nobody wanted to answer my fucking questions. It was like, where are these coming from? I don't even know. How did you even come up with that? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. what? Yeah. So I said, I didn't really have a question, but I did have an observation. 
So she breathed a sigh of relief too early. I don't know why. She should have remembered who the fuck she was talking to. So I said, I'm going to tell you what I gathered is that both God and the devil are the same person. Same person. Everybody. Same thing. What? What? You know, everybody went the fuck off. I said they're the same person. Because the devil, first of all, the devil was kicked out of heaven. If we listen to what y'all tell us, y'all said, I have yet to find it somewhere in this book, so I figure I'm going to read it cover to cover right now. I'm in First Kings, okay? And I'm going to find it. But according to you, God kicked Satan out. He was Lucifer first. He got kicked out and now right. he's Satan, according to what you said. Right. He can't right. go back because he's too low right. and blasphemous and la, 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 la. So how the heck yeah. did he have a conversation with God about Job? He went to right. God and said, I bet you, you do this to this one. Listen, man, I'm going to make a deal with you. I got a bet for you. You know what I'm saying? I'm bored. I ain't got shit else to do. You ain't got shit else to do. So here's what we going to do. You see your man Job over there? Man, I bet you I can get him. These motherfuckers was wait, doing whole wait. shit. Okay? Wait, I bet wait, you I wait. Can get him. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let, let's back up a little bit. Let's back up a okay. little bit because if, if you really read it, God gave Job up. The devil wasn't even thinking about fucking Job. God just said, uh, you know, where you been? The devil said, well, I've been going back and forth, to and fro, and shit like that. Oh, my then God, God said, that's right. Then God said, wait, then God said, have you considered my servant Job? God gave Job up. considered? That's right, Mother. Thank yes. you. you. Have you considered? <laughs> okay, well, that's part of why they were right. mad at me. But also they were mad because I yes. thought the devil and God was the same person. Because why would you sell your most diverted, devoted servant to the devil? Yeah. Why would you throw your motherfucker to the devil? You know, that's like... Under the fuck. It, the fucked up. Yes. When you said that it describes people's psyche, you know, I was reading that, and I'm, I'm remembering this now, and I'm applying this to my mama. I, I didn't do the things that other children did. You know, I was what we would call a non-naughty. I did <laughs> church. I did school. I did a whole lot of Bible reading and paper writing and poetry writing and book reading and shit like that, you know? I did not do boys and drugs and smoking and none of that shit, drinking. I didn't do none of that. I didn't even have my first drink until I was 21. Didn't fuck till I was 21. Ain't that ridiculous? And I was almost 21. And all kinds of other shit, you know? So I was what we would call the model child. The worst you got out of me is I was a mouthy little shit. I knew everything. I had a whole lot of questions, you know? Boo fucking boo. Everybody else had to deal with, my daughter's off with some boy. I hope she don't get pregnant. My son's in the game. You know, everybody else had real problems. <laughs> real problems. Right. So... For all intents and purposes, I considered myself to be a mother pleaser. I just, my mother's life was hard enough. Father wasn't shit. My mother kept wanting to be with his ass, and it was hell enough for her, and I figured, let me not add to it by being stupid. Let me make smart decisions. I got these younger ones under me. Let me be a good model and, you know, help mommy. It didn't matter. I still got in trouble for shit. You know, shit I didn't even do. Shit that ain't even had nothing to do with me. The little ones did some shit I would be because I was the oldest one. You know, like, ridiculous shit. And it goes to show me that there's something about that God thing that makes people a sadistic fuck. You know what I mean? Right. Godhood does make a little sadistic sometimes. Power is intoxicating as hell. And I'm going to tell you, because yeah. I wrestled with this myself a lot. I told y'all what happened with that stupid fool yesterday, how I wanted to cut him upside one and down the other one. And I shut myself up, leashed my tongue, and kept my mouth closed. And it was very hard for me. <laughs> it was very, very hard for me. I mean, I was kind of screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad that I didn't get to say nothing to this motherfucker, you know? But um, I, I did it because there's something about being God that is very, it makes you very sadistic. 
It's a very vampire situation. Yeah. <laughs> and when you know you can take a motherfucker down, I'm going to tell you personally, there's no sweeter feeling than shutting somebody yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> right, 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 absolutely. I don't absolutely. even know why. Even like, especially, like, I used to like to pick on the little ones. The reason, I had a reason, though. There's always a rhyme and a reason for everything I do. It might not make no sense to you, but trust me, it is always on purpose. Now, the reason I would pick at the little quiet ones is because I big and bad enough to talk shit to me, I don't have to worry about them being bullied no more. I don't have to sit and listen to someone so talking shit to them and see them cry and all that shit that bothers my soul. So I would fuck with them and fuck with them and fuck with them and talk shit to them because they're like, you know what? I'm sick of y'all shit. And as soon as they got all riled up like that, I let them get their little two cent in, and I'd be like, my work is done here. Turn my back and walk the fuck away. What? What do you mean? Listen, every time you're ready to go toe-to-toe with me, you're good. Then go on your own. You don't need shit. <laughs> you're ready. Okay. You're ready. You're ready. Nobody fucks with me. You're ready. <laughs> you know, you it was just like that. That was my little initiation. <laughs> you know what, though? Sis, there's another story, too, that I hear that mm. I've been, uh, um, you know, I've been looking, and that's the story of Ruth, right? And, you know, everybody's oh, like, oh, wait for your Boaz, wait for your Boaz. But uh, Naomi, I think it was, was it Naomi or whoever the mother was? I can't think of the name right Naomi. now. Naomi, it was Naomi. You literally prostituted her out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you read the story, she literally prostituted. Now, you go in there and you put yourself in that tent with them and, um, you know, get under the – I mean, you got to read the fucking story. Everybody come out, wait for your boy. And I'm like, no, that ain't how the story really That was not the message. The message was (laughs) when in destitution – Pimp right. through the patriarch. Right. Okay? Because exactly. that, that was the throne who taught that woman how to fish. Yes. That's how I saw yes. it. Because my pastor yes. said to me that I need to be more like Naomi. I mean, not Naomi, like Ruth, right? I need to be more like Ruth. And I says, what? He says, read the book of Ruth. Little faggot ass motherfucker. Read the book of Ruth. <laughs> and you'll be able to understand what I'm saying to you. I hated this motherfucker so bad. Oh, I hated him. Everybody else loved him, but I hated things from the beginning. I knew he wasn't shit from the start because I hated him. So anybody I hate immediately, I know something's about to happen with this. I'm the illuminator. Child of Lucifer, the light bringer. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Anyway, so I go to reading this shit, mama. And I'm reading this, and I'm like, all right. So a famine or some shit hits the land. Whatever the fuck happened, I don't remember. I was a child. And the niggas die. Both husbands of the two broads die. That means that Naomi, right. is off, uh, um, not off, not, Naomi is now childless. She don't have no sons. Her man is dead. She got nobody to protect her. It's her and three bitches in a patriarchal society, right. a society that is becoming increasingly patriarchal. patriarchal. So yes. single women, childless women, and um, widows were a burden. Because they had no men yes. to take care of them and look after them, okay? Yes. So Naomi yes. thought up, Naomi was the Grinch who stole Boaz, I swear to God, because she thought up a plan <laughs> and she thought it up quick, all right? And she said, listen, you the prettier one and you do, you got a little bit more to you than that he was like, you sit over here with me and we'll figure this out later. Your sister's going to take care of this. Now listen, listen, baby, pinch your cheeks, put a little color on your face, all right? Get your yes, little berry. Yes, yes. Stay in your lips with the berry, okay? <laughs> go sit in that tent. Work in this field every day. Sweat under the sun. And go sit in that tent one night. We're going to fish us a man. We're making a man. Okay. Dark hair and a tent. Okay. okay? Yep. And he expects yep. to sue 
with my tension. <laughs> she yep. spun that yep. shit up perfectly. And I read it, and I went back to my pastor, and I said, so you basically want me to learn how to hook. And he yep. looked at me, his eyes, his eyes bugged open. He couldn't fucking believe that I had deciphered that. He said, what? He said, you want me to know how to hook. You right. want me to learn how to hook. Because right. my energy is not hooking enough of the men here. So you want me to learn how to hook, correct? That's not what I was right. saying. I was trying to tell you. That, well, whatever you were trying to say, this is what I got from it. And the answer is no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Please. Wait a minute. Not only that, at the end of the story, the child that she had, she gave the child to Naomi, and Naomi said, now I have a son. It wasn't even yeah. my baby no more. I mean, it's, I, mean I, found that, I find that shit so interesting. It's, it's unbelievable. Because you know what? It's interesting. It, it always, it's always about the firstborn. And yeah. being a firstborn yeah. daughter, being a firstborn daughter, yeah. I'm going to tell you, there is a war for the firstborn between two mothers um, all the fucking time. And... Some mothers will sacrifice their firstborn to get where they need to be. The firstborn is almost always a sacrifice mission anyway because it's a guinea pig, you know? You experiment learn how to get shit right for the next two or three or however many you fucking going to have. So it's just I understand it. I understand it. And I also understand in the Bible when um, God, the most high, Jesus, whatever the fuck makes your, you know, shit rock off, when the word was put forth to cover the firstborn, because a curse had been put out against the firstborn of Egypt. Right. I pay very close attention to that. The firstborn right. of Egypt, they said, had been cursed. And so the Israelites or Jews or whatever the fuck it said, I don't know, they didn't change it up, Queen, you're right. Um, I'm trying to remember what my grandmama Bible said, but God help me, it's been too many years. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> they had to put the covering of the blood over their door. They got you thinking... That that blood was some goddamn lamb. It's a lie. Right. Right. Whoever the matriarch of that family was, she still was bleeding. It was her blood. Or it was their virgin daughter because her power in her blood was more potent than those who had already been wow. cowpoked by them. Right. Right. Okay? And the matriarch yep. of that family chose the virgin daughter whose blood it would be used. And they didn't have to cut her because she was already giving free. Okay. Now this is a this okay. is a sacred remembrance for us to get under the cover of the blood, get under your matriarchal blood covering. Another way that they give it to us, Queen. Psalms ninety one. Yeah. Ooh, I've just got chills. Ye that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So that blood right. cover over the door. That's the shadow of the Almighty. The curse will not befall upon you if you're under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, if some kind of way your people have taken you away from that true shadow of the Almighty, the Most High, and given you to some other thing, then you are no longer under that blood covering, and you are now subject to the curse of the firstborn. Right. And this right. this is something that I have witnessed and experienced in my own life. It's quite interesting. I'm I don't even know how to really process it. I'm still working on, you know, myself because that's why I ain't wrote nothing about it because I still don't fucking understand it. So, you know, I'm trying to still get it for me. And all that I get and get an understanding, and I'm trying my best. But um, these are sacred remembrances for us of how we did things. 
you know, whoever, even if it isn't a, a real blood mark above your door, you still would put whatever your granny's representation, you better get you a picture of grandma, whoever your matriarchal bloodline representation is, and put that blood above your door. You know, get up under That's the covering right. of the blood of mom. That's right. That's right. You know, That's right. the blood for me, the blood for me. Right. And, and you know what? Another thing I found interesting is even in the uh, story of Moses, when Pharaoh asked, now this is really interesting too. Pharaoh told the Hebrew Israelite uh, midwife, now, now mind you, these are Hebrews. He told yep. them the firstborn male, if it's a boy, not it didn't say anything about firstborn. It said that when the Hebrew Israelite uh, women give birth, if it's a male, kill it. If it's mm-hmm. a girl, let it live. Now, mind you, right after that, this is when Moses or whoever it was said that God said that the firstborn of everything belong to belong him. to him. Mm-hmm. The firstborn mm-hmm. of everything, the animals, the humans. Mm-hmm. Whatever mm-hmm. it belongs to him. See, this is where patriarchy comes in. Yes. You know, because I think the whole book of the Bible, particularly, you know, those particular five books, are written from a patriarchal perspective. You know. Yes. And you know the the, the whole the whole uh, sacrifice of the animal. All of these things were being done around uh, people who were doing the goddess worshiping or whatever. That's why this patriarchal God said, don't do like the other nations. Right. Is that you're to sacrifice your womanhood, your femaleness, yep. your whatever, and be subject, mm-hmm. subject. you know, to the, yeah. exactly, mm-hmm. to, to the, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's such an interesting read if you have the eye to read it for what it really is, you know. I mean, it's, it's really interesting. And you could apply you all that. of that to what we see today. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. it's just a carryover. All the things that we see people believing in and doing today, You, I can go right back to that book and I can show you where everything is so parallel. It's just, it's just from the stiff-necked people to the worshiping of other gods to the disobedience of God, even though this God has done everything from you, say we rain manna from heaven. Well, we tired of that goddamn manna. We want some meat. Then God said, okay, we're mm-hmm. going to eat some meat, but you're going to eat that shit so much that your ass going to want to throw it up. You gonna get, I mean, you got to read this shit. This shit is so good. I'm, we yes, are, I'm telling it you, is. this it's is the best story ever told. Yep, it's the human being in its true form. It's so interesting to me, Mother, what you said about the the female and the feminine suppression um, being codified and canonized into all faiths via this whole text. And it's so true because the way that the reason that we were killing off the men, see, they they even told you that we were killing them off, all right? We were killing the motherfuckers off. We were. Because we knew that something was wrong with those motherfuckers, and they were the most depraved of them all. And so other people right. read that like, oh, it's always been an attack on all. No, we was never supposed to let them live in no nation and no kingdom. But everybody decided to go against the original rule and allow them to live. And then now here we are, you know. But, you know, as in the beginning, so too shall it be in the end. We will go back to the way that it once was. Everything, it's, life is a cycle and a circle. 
They've got us locked yeah. into it, and so that's how it's going to end up being. We're watching the Y chromosome get shorter. It's starting to look more and more like a V. Eventually, it's going to look like a fucking U, and then it's going to look like two goddamn lines, one shorter than the other one, and there'll be no more. Yeah. They will be obsolete and outdated just like DOS and everything else, and good, because they serve no purpose to humanity at all. None. Right. No purpose. I, I, I and, you know, look what we're world. also going to see... We're also going to see the women die out, many of them. Good, because they serve no purpose either except to reproduce this fuckery down here. And I'm glad for yep. it. I know it ain't going to happen in my lifetime. I don't even care. I just, you know, I just want to get the fuck out the rock myself. You kill them all, just fucking save me. You know, like, just save Triple Dark. <laughs> <laughs> fuck everybody else. <laughs> right. At the end of the day, that's that's it. I mean, I mean, I've been reading the book uh, Triple and Galactic, and I'm just so amazed at the the clarity that I'm getting about the human nature. Period. You know what I mean? Yes. And how every everything in this society is really based on that damn book. Everything in this culture. It's the blueprint. Galactic. Good word. Yes, it is the blueprint. It's the blueprint. See, that's, I just you, posted this to my face. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, G. Go ahead. And when you were when you were talking about the parallels of the stories that you're reading in today's yeah. society, that's because the exact same rituals yeah. are are still being practiced. Now the danger comes in when you get people, and this is the good part as well. If you're in charge of religion, this is the good part is the danger that comes in for the general population is when they don't read. Because when you look at a lot of the stories in the Bible, if you take them literally, they're ridiculous. A lot of them don't even make sense. However, right. there's, stories, right. there's stories within the stories. Yes. And that's where the truth really is lying beneath the surface of that external story, just as an example, you had brought up Moses. Now, if you were to actually put Moses in our calendar, okay, and Ramses at the time in our calendar, one of them is like 93 and the other one is in their 80s. So looking at the story literally, you got a 93-year-old man chasing an 88-year-old man. Now you got an 88-year-old man with thousands of people in the wilderness for 40 years. Doesn't right. make a whole lot of sense on the surface. Nope. However, nope. when you go beneath that and you talk about the exodus, you talk about the rituals, you talk about the cultural things that were going on and what precipitated right. all these events, then the story becomes a lot clearer. And it's the same thing that gets practiced right. over and over and over. And just like when you guys Glad were talking about the switch from the matriarch to the patriarch. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. in some circles, in some circles, Genesis is just an anagram for the genes of Isis. Now, if you look but at the book of Genesis, if you look at the book of Genesis, that is a book of genealogy. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. It is where everything like the human evolution started and started to multiply and then shit started to happen and society started to get built and all this other stuff that goes on. But that constant theme is always there. So by the time you transition out of the Old Testament into the New Testament, the patriarch is completely in place. Yes. Right. No yes. work has to be done. 
Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And if you can yes. teach people this over thousands of years, you get what we see today. Yes. F. Here's the end result. F. Here is the end result. Galactic, Absolutely. you done said it all, brother. You done said yes. it all from everything about yes. the genes of ISIS. I mean, y'all remember that begat chapter. Jesus, that was the worst fucking chapter. Yeah. But this one begat, that one begat, that one begat, that one. Right. Oh, my fuck right. God. You know what I mean? Like, motherfuckers, motherfuckers are just multiplying out of nowhere. It's just people are just yes. popping up. And they got names. Right. And don't no, don't no man beget nothing. <laughs> Thank you. Let's just put that on record. You know, until y'all okay, remove something out of your dick, nothing. you ain't created shit. What? You just had a good exactly. time, left behind the spark, and went the fuck on about your business. You ain't made a damn thing. You're not created. That's the what? end of that. Now, I would like to get back to one thing Galactic was saying, though, talking about um, Exodus. That burning bush. I've always Uh-oh. believed that burning bush was marijuana. You cannot tell me oh. that that was not. <laughs> A representation that Moses took his old ass off of his fucking glaucoma or something and got him some something. It could have been mugwort. He could have smoked chamomile. Could have been weed. I don't give a fuck. He was smoking something. This is not just a bush that was burning but didn't burn. You know, like, right. stop that fucking right. Don't that just sound like some white man bullshit? Can we give them back their dick? Let's stop sucking on that one. Yeah. Give them back to them. That shit was smoking. That is that peace pipe that our people also know to pass. You know, I mean... When, like I said before, y'all know I'm, hey, 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 smoke weed every day. That's my shit, okay? Now, I am pro-marijuana, all right? Pro it. I'm pro. I always have been. I was raised on the shit. I never smoked it before until I was old, but whatever. So, my thing is, when I smoke, I get clear. I can't eat yeah. high no more. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't get stupid high. I get real clear. Yeah. I start to see all kind of shit that I wasn't seeing before. You know what I mean? And I like to smoke with people because when I smoke with people, I'm divining the smoke. I'm watching how you pull it into your lungs and how it expels out of you too and what form it takes shape for. And I'm going to watch you and I'm going to see whether or not me and you can continue to walk together. We got to be able to smoke together. If we can't smoke together, we can't walk together. Because I got to see something about what's going on with you in a different way than how I would see it in the way, you know, your normal everyday interactions. Um, and so that, to me, was another sacred ritual, you know, representing sage and smudge and all of that whole thing. But they put some more extra shit in there to try to throw you off. What that um, Don and them call it, fake left or right, you know? Um, they put some more yeah. slam shit in there to try to throw you off. Now, something that right. I just recently said, I'm going to go back to Bible study. I'm going to find me some church somewhere and just go to their Bible study. I ain't going on Sunday service. But I need to get back into actually the actual reading of the Bible. Like I said, I threw the baby out with the bathwater because yeah. I was so pissed. But there's so many pearls in that. Um, and I do remember right. some of them. I don't yeah, remember yeah. it verbatim. I can't even tell you. I'm not, I never was a thumper. I just wanted to know it for me. So I can't tell you this scripture and that verse and in that book and in this part. I can't tell you all that shit, but I know what I know, what I needed to know for exactly. myself. And um, that's right. something I'm glad for the elder mothers. They always told us, hide the word of God in your heart. And they always said, whenever you need it, you'll be able to pull it back up. Whatever it is that you need for yourself, hide it in your heart. And when you need it, it'll come back to you. It'll repeat on you. You'll hear it. You know, it'll come back to your tongue, and it'll come back for you. And that has been true for my life, and I've been very glad for that. But I do want to get a little more than just that. You know, as Mary Mary said, I need a little more Jesus. (laughs) I'm going to tell you this. When you walk up into those bastions of book studies, Bible studies and book studies, 
you know, the 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 the, the approach that you're gonna come from with the book. I'm telling those already established book studies. I'm talking about the already established ones. You're gonna mm-hmm. meet resistance with that train of thought. See, I would love to be oh, involved see, in a group that studies. I know where to go. See, I wish. See, I don't, I don't have that yeah. access. You know, I would love I'll to sit exactly around and talk about the Bible and compare the, uh, you know, the different uh, nuances of the Bible with people with open minds. But I'm not right. stepping up in no place with some clap minds, closed ass, Jesus-loving, praying, uh, wow. manna-eating Mama. ass people. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I mean, it's just like suicide. I mean, you shouldn't be anybody that's so damn frustrated. You'd be like, God, damn. You'd be coming with me. You know? Like, that is exactly why I would not do it with people who are believers. I would do it with exactly. people who are Bible scholars. Exactly. Yes. I'm going to go yes. probably to some theology department somewhere, okay, and meet them okay. and have a meeting of the minds with them. I'm, I'm talking about spinning up some other shit. And also okay. going okay. to, um, I would go back to, because I still live in the same city that I grew up in. So I would go back to those older people who were teaching Bible study when I was in church as a child. They're still alive. Not all of them have passed on. Now, the elder mothers, a lot of them have passed on, God help me, and they all come around. And I'm glad, even though I was sad at first when they first passed. Oh, God, what do we do? Oh, wait a minute, dummy. That's right. You're tapped in. (laughs) Now I've got even greater access to you. I ain't got to wait for you to be free. You always free to me. You know, <laughs> this is great. Right. You don't stop acting. Right, right, right. Um, and, and so right. it became a different thing for me. But I will go back to those people who I know taught the Bible. And there's this one guy in particular that just came in my head while you said that. And he also he also um, interprets dreams. I remember I had a dream as a little one. My grandfather had already died and passed away. My grandfather had a sea burial. He was a Navy man. And he always wanted to be buried at sea. So when he passed on, that's what we made sure happened for him. And so it was maybe, I was a teenager by the time I had this dream, and my granddaddy died. I was like nine years old, ten years old, okay? So anyway, in the dream, we're in the church. We're having his funeral, his wake service. His casket is at the front of the church. Now, I told you that we had already had his services, and where we had them, we had them at a funeral home that our family had always taken their people to. We never had it at the church. So in my dream, we're in our church. He's there. Everybody's crying, you know, grief, flowers, the whole nine yards. And I'm sitting there, excuse me, and I'm rocking back and forth. And I'm, you know, wiping the tears from my face. I'm trying to, you know, keep it together. I got these little ones with my sisters. And granddaddy sits up in the casket. He looks mad like, kind of, okay, I want to say like thriller, but I don't mean like thriller. I mean, you know how they kind of move kind of jerky? He looked kind of jerky in his movement as he was getting up and swung his leg over the casket and got up and stood and began to walk toward me, pointing his finger at me. And he was walking toward me, and I jumped up, and I said, Oh, my God, he's alive, he's alive, oh, my God. And everybody thought I had just lost my fucking mind because nobody else could see this shit but me, all right? To everybody else, he was dead in that casket. I was the only one who saw this nigga get the fuck up out the casket and walk, pointing at me. And so, you know, they told me calm down and I said I was going to go outside and get some air and granddaddy put his arm around me and walked down the major aisle we had a red carpet in the major aisle of the, of the center aisle of the church and we walked down the aisle out the door and outside they finished up the service he said some things to me I don't remember everything now I have it written somewhere and um, 
he they uh, he's talking to me. We're standing on the foyer, uh, not the foyer. We're standing outside on the basic patio area. You know, like we had, a, like I said, a big church, big huge church, formerly um, Episcopalian church. So y'all know what they shit looks like. So we're sitting out front in front of the church, and they begin to bring his casket out to put it in the hearse. And as they're rolling past me, I'm just saying to them, I said, why are they going to bury you? Can nobody else really see you? Am I really the only one who can see this? He chuckled, and he says, yes, you can see things that nobody else can see, right? And then oh. um, they, they, put, they put his casket in the car, and, you know, everybody goes to get in the car and stuff, and I'm just looking at him, and I'm crying. I'm like, well, how do I get them to see you, too? Like, everybody misses you. They need to see this. How come they can't see you? How come they can't see this? You know, and I'm freaking out. My mother grabs me, and this, this is a dream, okay? My dream is very vivid. And so <laughs> mother grabs me, puts me in the car, and then I wake up from the dream. So I tell this brother, he was a, um, a minister, and uh, he also taught the youth Bible study at the time. And I talked with him about it, and um, then it was Brother Arthur. And I told him about my dream, and he says, oh, wow. He said, you like Joseph. He said, actually, the real name is just Josefa. He said, Josefa. Um, he said, and we call it Josephine today, and Joseph for the boys. He said, but it was a girl. And he started to tell me about my dreaming. And he said that as I grew and as I got older, I would have more and more dreams, and they would always have different meanings to it. I'd have to always make sure I sought the meaning. And that if I just, when I woke up, if I just asked, show me in the Bible what would help me to understand it, it would, it would be true for me. It would help me. And so I began to use the Bible that way to help me to decode my dreams. And, you know, numerics became important. Colors became important. Knowing what all of these things represented, all of that shit became very important for me very, 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 very early on, like 13, 14. Um, by then I really had to, you know, ramp it up. So I have always looked at the Bible as a symbol and as a guide for our life, um, you know, we were taught to believe it as the infallible word of God. That was one of our creeds for our church, that's something they taught us to say. And, um, you know, it was just kind of a part of our formation. It was uh, the blueprint, like Galactic said, for our life, for how we should conduct our life. And I'm grateful right. for it. I'm grateful for my experiences, um, you know, and I'm grateful that I know that I can go back there because I have these connections with people who see this thing differently than everybody else. Um, a lot of people, when I talk to them about my experiences in church, they're like, what? It wasn't like that at my church. And I'm like, oh, my God. And here I was as a child taking for granted all of this here, wishing that we could do it some other kind of way. Meanwhile, we always had it right. I just didn't know. Right. I just didn't know. Right. I just didn't know. We, we had the closest thing to mama you ever going to get, ever, anywhere on this planet. We had the real goddess temple. Outside of a real goddess mm-hmm. temple, that's true goddess, not that fucking, we're going to just love everybody, all that fucking bullshit, you know. But the true goddess temple that has a standard and a way of life and a code, and, and you must learn this, and you must do things this way, and, and this is how we pray, and this is how we worship, and this is how we chant, and this is how we speak, and this is how we sing. You know, the, the structure, it's important. But instead right. of becoming a group think thing, it becomes a group think instead of a structural guide for your life. And that is something right. I'm never going to be able to get down with either, Queen. I don't want nothing to do with it. When I see people getting like that, no matter how much gnosis they got, I'm, I'm out. I'm swayzy. Right. I can't do it. Right. You know? I can't because I used to be you know, there, and I know you. what it does for my I'm life. I know it. When I, when, when I was coming up, my mother was a Jehovah Witness, right? Now, mind you, for some reason, I could never swallow that doctrine. It just didn't make sense even then. However, mm-hmm. you know how things just, just get into you subconsciously? And I remember when I ran away from home when I was yep. about 13 and a half, 
I was uh, hanging out at this lady's house that had three kids who were my friends, right? And she was drunk all the time, so she didn't even know I was there, right? But I went to church with her daughter, her middle daughter. And this was one of those Pentecostal-type churches. I remember it so vividly. Oh, and yeah. And, boy, I'm telling you, when them people went to jumping and shouting and shit, that scared the shit out of me because my mama told Now, this was subconscious <laughs> that I took in right. from the teachers of my mama. My mama's teachers was that that was the devil. When them people started talking in tongues and all that shit, girl, I ran out of that church so damn fast. Right in the middle. I mean, as soon as they started doing it, it scared the shit out of me. But what I later on in life, when I started really, you know, trying to go to church, I figured, you know, everybody, you know, you need to be in church or whatever, and I would join these various churches. But what I noticed was how the spirit moved in the church. And what I noticed was how the beat made the spirit come. You know what I'm saying? It was the music. It was the sound. Yep. It was the, yep. it was oh. the energy. Yeah, and I saw I saw it land on people. I mean, it was just so amazing how and when the beat stopped, it stopped. I mean, I just saw that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you you referenced sound earlier in in this program, and that what made that's what made me think of that. It's sound. It's energy. It's that is what brings the spirit. It's it's that what it is. That's why we're so. And that's why we can be so indoctrinated through sound, through music, through yep, words, music, things yep. like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so you got to be careful. They teach us about you know, you got to be careful. Remember when they taught yeah. us that they said uh, when, when they had enslaved us here, their stories. They said that they right. made it illegal for us to drum because right. they sent messages right. through the tones. Yes. It's always yes. been the tone. The yes. tones are what the brings tone. the message, and you're right. You can yes. see it land and see it move. The energy does begin to take form, and it gets it moves quickly. And when yes. you get to yourself, also the tones, we're talking about working with our brainwave frequency. And now right. I play with this a lot with myself. This is why I like to incorporate music into my show, because it depends on the frequency I'm trying to channel into myself, okay, and through yes. myself. Yes. Now, Right. There's one song in particular that I fucking, like, just love for no reason at all. And I finally figured it out. They're using binaural beats. And so I can hear it, it does something to me. It feeds a certain energy in me that I needed in that moment. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's the theta wave, the, the delta wave, and on and on. But they use those tones. We had them in church. We called them ministers of music. Okay? And okay. so it was a sacred tone. You had to have clean hands. They even did a, a hand-cleaning ritual for everybody who played music, all right? The mothers would take a bowl wow. of water and a cloth, and they would go to the, the person playing the piano or the organ or whatever the fuck they were playing, and you had to dip your hands in the water and get your hands washed. The drummer had his hands washed. The mothers had a Are ritual for everything. I'm serious. Oh, my goodness. They oh clean their hands because you are the maestro of God right now. When you play the hand of God, your hands got to be cleaned and covered. They would pray over them because the tones coming through. You're talking about you're sending out tones not just into this edifice, but through the whole goddamn neighborhood, man. Everybody got to be right. And that is why people Mm -hmm. will walk in off the street to certain churches because the tones are right. Girl, tell it. Oh, my goodness. 
We always have yeah. messages and energy through the music. Always. It's always. it's very tri- it's very tribal, is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's ancient and sacred. It is. Yeah. It's an ancient right. remembrance it, it of is. the way because we used to drum and dance and hoop and call and you know all of this stuff. Even the Native Americans, you know, they didn't make fun of it. Wah, 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 all that shit that they do, they have a language that they're chanting. That's not no fucking bullshit they doing. There's something exactly. real going on there. They calling on tones and names. I just read this article, right? I think it was the Cheyenne, where they moved the tornado, went out there and called on the tornado. They said that the tornado speaks our language. We can't stop the tornado. The tornado had the right to come down here. It's supposed to come because it has to reset the balance of nature. But it does not have to destroy us because we can speak its language and it can speak ours. And we know how to tap That's in. Cool. Now, they said it like that because, you know, the average motherfucker just needs to hear that flowery-ass shit. But I'm listening to it like, you niggas got out there and did a ritual, and y'all did some magic exactly. and this shit worked. I'm glad. Now, exactly. how did you do it? Because if, yeah. if ever I should decide to be a, a plain-dwelling-ass motherfucker, I would need to know how to move some tomatoes. Right. You know what That's saying? why they call them me. rain dancers. Up rain dancers and sun dancers and all of that, yes. Right. And you exactly. can create a twister. You can move the wind. If I go outside right. and stand, first of all, ever since I've been outside in the tent and chilling in the grass, my my dude got to cut the grass. I got to have somebody come cut the grass almost every week to every other week now because I have them earth-kissing feet. Everywhere I step, my feet are kissing the earth, and and everything grows. Shit grows. This flower's growing in the yard. I ain't even planted flowers. Like, where the fuck are these coming from? They just sprouted up in the fucking yard because I've been walking around the yard and shit. You know? Wow. You can move things. When I, I dance in my it. yard, I watch the wind take a different direction. You can do that. Everybody can tap in like that. I you just got to trust yourself. But the reason, the reason that we can't anymore, they just told us it was the devil. So we're afraid. Right. Right. That's how they get right. That's how they get you to give up your stuff. If they tell you it's the devil and you think the devil is bad and evil and wrong and trying to get you, you will run. Here's the thing that I learned, though, Mother. The Bible said... You resist the enemy, and he will flee from you. Not you run, but you resist that right. motherfucker, and he will run. Resist when you resist what right. they're doing, they have no choice but to get out of your face because you're not feeding it. That's vampirism. Exactly. They trying to right. feed and you're not giving them a meal. They got to move the fuck on. That's right. That's, that's the Learn how to man, do it. I do. And, and, I mean, people look at it, they see things happen and occur in your life, and they think, you know, some old shit happened. You don't realize the magic that was going on behind the scenes. And you won't, and you're not supposed to because you're too inferior to fucking get it anyhow, and you fuck it up if you, knew what you, if you ever knew what we were doing. But um, I, right. there's all kinds of different things that we can do that we have in our arsenal to make shit happen. We don't That's remember right. the shit, I, I and we can't connect to the remembrance spark because they told us that it was wrong. So that's right. why I say yep. all the time, they have perverted everything. Everything they ever told you was wrong is right, and everything they ever told you was right is wrong. Flip it. Inverse it. That's being a dyslexic. We know how to reverse that shit. You got to know how right. to switch it. Flip the switch. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's true. That's true. You know, that is so true, man. I mean, coming into your own understanding of things, and I think that, um, I think, you know, ever since I was young, I've always wanted to know how things worked. I remember my dad when he first came around me, I was like 12, 12 years old, and the first thing he bought me was a hairdryer and a Timex watch uh, and a, ra- a transistor radio. I'll never forget. I wanted to know 
I would thank you for the gift, but I want to know how it worked. I took all that shit apart because I wanted to know how it worked. So I've always been a person yep. that wanted to know why, how. Why, you know yes. How these things work? Why does thing work? And that's the same thing with human behavior. I want to know why people do the things they do. You know, where do they get their inspirations from? What are, and what are, mm. what are those inspirations and how did they come about? I mean, because if you don't ask, if you don't seek knowledge, you, you'll be ignorant all your life. It. Yep. You know, and if you see people who decipher things for you, getting information from others is great. But you also have to do your own fucking research of what they say. You know, so yes. then you come into your own, under, your own understanding, not some what somebody else told you and their understanding. Oh, yes. And more understanding. They spelled us even against that. They told us lean not to your own understanding. Not to your That's own understanding. That's another yes. falsehood. You better lean to yes. your understanding because if it ain't yours, yes. how the fuck do you know it's right for you? Exactly. Exactly. They're right, and then there's right for you. Yeah, yep. I was just thinking on that the other day, sis. When they said, "Lean not to your own understanding," my question is, why not? It's your understanding of it. Why not? You know what I mean? So that's to keep you deaf, dumb, and blind. Yep. 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 I mean, I mean, it's a program. It's a program. If you do that, then they can't they can't put that spell on you. That's right, Galactic. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's why they say that. That's right. So they'll mix mm-hmm. in a whole bunch of good stuff with something that goes completely against the grain. Exactly. Exactly. And and, so, and you know, like I said, the majority of people are gullible. Really, they are. Yep. It's just that few. It's it's a few, and in that few are those who will who will um who will exploit those who follow. Yep. You see what I'm saying? So yep. you have your exploiters among the knowledgeable, the people who go ask the questions why, they'll use it to their own personal advantage. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what, what Moses and Aaron did. I find righteousness in that. You know why? Because I agree with what Loki said in the Avengers. I know I'm taking it to a movie. Fuck it. When he said the humans were built and born to be slaves, if you are not a god, you a slave. And if you're not going to be god, then you're going to be my slave because I need some fucking help. God damn it. Let's go. (laughs) I don't need that. You know what I mean? Many hands make light work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and, and also on top of that, as long as your subjects are willing you are, yep. you are absolved of any yep. wrongdoing. Yep. I, yep. I agree with that. Yep. If, if the subject is willing, then, hey, because they got, they got a brain in their head just like yours. They can ask questions yep. just like, why don't they? If they don't, then that shit is on them if they get duped like that. Exactly. I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you, sis. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense because they, you know, yeah, I because mean, come on. Now. The first law of nature is self-preservation. Let's get the key words in that self fucking preservation. Okay, self yourself. Every man for himself, right? It's the dog yeah. eat dog That's world and all this here, all these idioms that we've got, right? So if self preservation, your preservation of your own self, your cells, your being state, whatever the fuck, 
that means to you, that's the first law of nature that was issued to you to obey. You must preserve yep. yourself. That means that everything happens to you, you fail to preserve yourself. Go and be a better That's God right. than you were yesterday. Don't get mad. Don't get crazy. Go be a better God than you were yesterday because you failed today. Yeah. Now, here's yeah. where you really fail. Failure is the refusal and or inability to learn the lesson. God damn it. If you don't learn the lesson yeah. and apply the lesson. Now, applied knowledge is something else. You can know some shit, but do you apply it? Do you is apply practical it? application yep. a part of your life? Now, you'll know if practical application is a part of your life once you start to see the manifestation. And now some other right. people know that, so they know how to put little signs and symbols out there to try to trick you to get you to think that it's something other than it is, which I ain't mad neither. Fake it till you make it, you know? Now, all of that to say, if we don't know that it's our own job to look out for ourselves, we are putting ourselves whether we are consciously doing it or subconsciously doing it, because ignorance is not an excuse, it's a curse. I don't know it's a curse, it's not an excuse. It's not a reason, it ain't shit else other than you choosing to be cursed. So you don't know how to protect yourself. You make it someone else's job and responsibility. That means you choose right. to make them your God. You, that's your God now. They're your okay. protector, your now. provider, your way maker, your comforter, all of that shit today, the attributes of God, that's who that is to you. You have then become the servant. Yep, yep. And what the servants yep. of God want to do when it comes to other humans, because we think you're a human like me, so you're not greater than me, because we think of what's greater than ourselves as some gaseous, invisible shit, you know? Right. All right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you as God begin to emanate in your own God form, the slave minds think they got a right to tell you how to be God. This is why people complain about the government. This is right. why people complain about the pastors and all of this here, because right. you think you've got a right to tell your God how to be God. You wouldn't bring that shit to so-called Jehovah, Jesus, Allah, the Most High, none of that shit. But you're going to bring it to your senator, even though that's your God, because right. you think exactly. falsely that you have some rights on par with your God. Because when God takes yep. a physical form, because it's physical like you and can bleed and die like you, you fail to see the difference in the stature. You look at it with your humanoid eyes because you lack discernment of spirit. So you don't know who is among right. with you. So you treat people any old kind of way, and you think you got a right to tell God how to be God. It happens all the time. That's like children complaining to their mama that they wanted to be like this. Nigga, let me let you know something. I pays the cost to be the boss. <laughs> okay. You know, you don't tell mama how to be mama and shit, you know. But we do this sort of thing. It's a part of our cultural experience, um, at least here in the West. You know, this is where the fuck I was born and raised, so this is what I know. Um, right. Over here in the mm-hmm. West, we have this entitlement culture where we're entitled yes, to our opinions and we're entitled to yeah. our views and we're entitled to the expression of them, yet not the responsibility of it. There it is. There it is, y'all. That's it. So right we don't now. know how to preserve ourselves. We just want to be able to womp, 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 womp. And it's everybody else's fault because you're too lazy or a failure to be God. And that's fine. But just right. that's what it is. And when I told myself that, I'd speak real because that's how I talk to myself, okay? And if, it's give, if that's what I'm giving me, who fuck you? Who are you? <laughs> you're going to get what I give me. So when I told myself that like that, it helped me to get out of that victimhood shit. So-and-so did this to me. Nobody told me 
how come the right. church, you know, I got out of that shit. And I started saying, all right, well, they told us, and all that getting, getting understanding. Let me go get one. <laughs> the one I got ain't exactly. working. Get something else. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, that's where it's at. That's right. Galactic, you and have that's what I was to say, brother, and I cut find. in on you. I'm sorry about that. Yep, seek and you, sh- you shall find. I say that too, mother. Seek that ye may find and quest that ye may know. This is why I say our questions, the word question, quest I on, all right? Question. Okay. The quest hmm. I am on, all right? Now, if you asking questions, they should be leading you somewhere. Don't be asking shit just for the sake of asking. Ask because it's taking you somewhere. Let your questions lead you on a journey. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Galactic, you had something you were about to say, and then I had cut in earlier, and I don't even remember what the fuck you were about to say. I hope you do. But um, I'm, thank you for letting <laughs> me get that point out. Thank you for letting me get that point out. <laughs> well, uh, actually, I don't remember what I was about to say. However, <laughs> with that, um, with, with with that being said. Um, yeah, I just, you know, unfortunately we do live in a world where it's, it's dominated by herd mentality and for whatever reason, black people, we like to look at ourselves as a monolithic group when nobody else seems to practice that. I don't know why, I don't know why we so hung up on it. Maybe it's the whole disenfranchisement thing. Maybe it's the whole slavery thing. Thing. I'm just not sure because when you look at Africa, it's extremely tribal and broken off into God knows how many pieces of different cultural norms, different languages, different religious practices. So for us to think here that we can all just be uh, one group and do everything the same oh. way, I'm just not understanding how we even got on to that ship all right? together proverbially. You know what, Galactic? Um, I, I got something real quick I wanted to ask you. Do you think it's really the distance? I, I fucking hate that word, by the way. <laughs> I have an, an energetic opposition to that word is actually the more articulate way to say that. <laughs> now, is it really that we are disenfranchised or are we lazy? We're lazy. Are we just missing the, we, we've missed out on being God for ourselves. As such, exactly. we have no creative nothing. If it ain't playing court jester for everybody else in the world, sports, yep. music, dance, all that shit, you know, not to knock it, but that's entertainment. Right. So if it's not being entertaining in some kind of way, we don't know how to right. be creative when it comes to solutions for ourselves. We're not willing to, exactly. like, you know, I, I said this here. Instead of black men bitching about how the white man won't give them jobs, and listen to that, the white man exactly. gives the black woman all the jobs and he don't give us nothing. Do you hear exactly. that? Yes. Don't ever again ask oh. me why I can't stand black men of all men on the planet. Because why, how, oh, oh please, 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 calm down. Because how do you say he won't give me? You know, we're we looking for someone to give something to us. So is exactly. it disenfranchisement or is it that we lack our own creative God ability or interest right. in a creative God ability? Right. Which is it? I, think, I really want to know. I think it's both. I think first we were disenfranchised and then we just completely. 